Welcome to the Theory to Action podcast, where we examine the timeless treasures of wisdom from the great books in less time to help you take action immediately and ultimately to create and lead a flourishing life. Now, here's your host, David Kaiser. Hello, I am David, and welcome back to another Mojo Minute. And an exciting Mojo Minute it is, because it is a new year. It's the year 2023. So our first for our first Mojo Minute of the new year, we thought we would help you and us to get our minds right. So we researched far and wide the best mindset attributes. And we came up with a smattering ideas, but three things eventually stood out to us to really excel and flourish in the new year. We need to begin to practice these three virtues, gratitude, humility, and charity. These three virtues stood out far and above all the other attributes that you could have such as goal setting or better organization or weight loss or getting uh, more physically fit. And what happens when you get your mindset right, when you get those practices right, then you start to have the process to change inwardly, behavior change at its root. And then over time, the result is outwardly behaviors and behavior change so that you're creating a new foundation. And we're going to call that the foundation to flourishing. So with that brief explanation, let us concentrate only on gratitude today. We will focus on humility and charity over the next couple mojo minutes. And to help us drill down for some nuggets of wisdom all about gratitude, we're going to turn to Michael Hyatt's excellent but short book, Your Best Year Ever, A Five-Step Plan for Achieving Your Most Important Goals. And so let us turn to our first pull quote, pull quote, Start to start digging deep. For a long time, researchers have questioned the connection between gratitude and our ability to strive for important goals. There's an unproven but widely held assumption that gratitude can leave people feeling complacent. If I've got enough, the thought runs, then maybe I don't need to achieve more. You can see how this would be a goal killer. Why set goals when life is good as it is? But that didn't sound right to researchers Robert Emons and Analogy Mishra. Emons and Mishra crafted a study comparing grateful and non-grateful goal striving. They had participants keep a gratitude journal as well as provide a list of goals they hoped to reach over a two-month period. Ten weeks later, Emons and Mishra checked back and found the grateful participants were significantly closer than others to achieving their goals. Gratitude doesn't make us complacent, they said. Instead, gratitude enhances effortful goal striving. Now, to check out why this is the case, be sure to reference Hyatt's book for some more fascinating, fascinating research. And before I recommend some daily disciplines to begin this new year with, we have another reference to George Bailey, and it's a wonderful life. You know, that greatest Christmas movie ever created. 
Evidently, there are some folks that are having a hard time with a deep sense of gratitude. They might struggle in developing any sense of gratitude if they, if they are still having feelings of anger or resentment or perhaps controversy around a particular place or person or thing. For example, if things are not right with a father or a mother, you might find it difficult to appreciate family in a way another person would. Or if you have controversy at your place of employment over certain practices, you might find difficult to develop gratitude for a job and an occupation. And one technique that might help us in these situations is called, of all things, (laughs) the George Bailey technique. Let's go back to the book. The other reason we might find it hard to sense gratitude in our lives is that the wonder and mystery of it all has become so ordinary. What once delighted and surprised us can later feel rote and predictable. Psychologist Timothy D. Wilson calls this the pleasure paradox. We experience something wonderful and try to understand it so we might experience it more often. But once we understand it, we take the edge off the wonder. The way around the pleasure paradox is something called the George Bailey technique. In the movie, It's a Wonderful Life, George Bailey decides the world is better off without him. But the angel Clarence intervenes and shows him an alternate storyline. And it turns out a world without him is worse off by far. And so how does this work off the silver screen? In our research, we ask people to mentally subtract from their lives something they cherish, says Wilson. In one study, Wilson and his colleagues compared people instructed to imagine never meeting, dating, or marrying their spouses with those instructed to simply retell how they met, dated, and married. Those in the George Bailey condition reported greater happiness with their relationships than then did the people randomly assigned to tell the story of how they had met their spouses. The difference was the alternate storyline. Imagining something good never happening made it seem surprising and special again, and maybe a little mysterious, according to Wilson. The truth is that you will never have more of what you want until you become thankful for what you have. Ingratitude creates instant victims, and a culture of scarcity. But giving thanks for outrageous abundance inoculates us from the sense of fear, failure, and disconnect. Discontent, rather, we sometimes experience instead creates a path towards success, joy, and fulfillment. So there you go. Another great nugget of wisdom from a great Christmas movie. It's a Wonderful Life, the greatest Christmas movie ever made. Now let's pivot back to some action steps that you can take this year to develop gratitude in your life. And here Hyatt has some great recommendations. I start and end the day with prayer instead of bookending the day with what I failed to get, whether that's sleep or accomplishments or whatever. I try to focus on the blessings I do have and expressing them in prayer. That's a great idea, because let's face it, if you're praying, then you do have a beating heart and you are breathing, hopefully. And a beating heart and breathing is life, so you can be thankful for that. Life is precious and fragile, 
so you're already off to a good start. Second, a sense of thankfulness and not assumptiveness, if that's a word. If you do that throughout your day, will help in developing this mindset. Plus, we all have natural points in our days to further this virtue and development of this virtue. Let's go back to the book. I practice thankfulness before I get caught in endless comparisons. I express gratitude for the gifts I do have, and I find prayer before meals as it gives me several natural points throughout the day to do just that. I have to agree with Hyde on that. Prayer before meals is just a good natural stopping point in beginning to develop this virtue. Also, I'd have to throw in there just the natural stopping points of going to the bathroom. I mean, we don't have to be explicit about the number one or the number two. (laughs) But, you know, certainly uh, we have to be thankful that uh, the the functionality is working. You know... Plus, in addition, the ability to wash your hands, most likely with good soap and water. I mean, both these things we can take advantage of. In fact, did you know that the Jewish religion has a thankful prayer for a good, healthy bowel movement? Yep. I mean, you can't make it up. Asher Yatsar, the blessing the Lord for all the functions, is a prayer. Yasher Atsar means well means, I'm sorry, who formed in Hebrew. And that comes from the reading from Genesis in God forming man in all his functions, bodily and spiritual as well. I bet you didn't know that. So there are three ways to be grateful just with covering kind of the basics. And that's not even per day. That's per episode. (laughs) If you know what I mean. And then finally, there's journaling. Let's go back to the book. Journaling can be a use for many things, but expressing and capturing our gratitude is certainly one. Now, I don't journal much for the the written word. I think mainly because I write so much already for the Academy Reviews and in transcripts. Um... So occasionally I will use my Apple Pencil to write things down in which I am grateful for maybe once a week or once or twice a month, but uh, that's not a practice that I use that much. I certainly use the prayer before meals and the prayers at the beginning, midday, and at the end of the day. So in today's Mojo Minute, let us cultivate or try to cultivate that virtue of gratitude because it is a sure foundation to flourishing. And in our next two Mojo Minutes, be sure to come back as we will dive into the virtues of humility and charity to complete this new year trifecta. And by developing this trifecta, it will get us off on the right foot with the right mindset for the new year of 2023. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this Theory to Action podcast. Be sure to check out our show page at teammojoacademy.com, where we have everything we discussed in this podcast, as well as other great resources. Until next time, keep getting your mojo on.
Are you a voracious reader who yearns for a deeper understanding of your favorite books? Or perhaps you're a busy professional seeking to enrich your knowledge, but short on time. The Mojo Academy 2.0 is your perfect solution. Our revamped service now includes beautifully designed monthly written reviews and PDF format to accompany our popular audio reviews. These aren't just summaries. These are comprehensive and insightful explorations of each book packed with the actual quotes from the book to enhance your understanding. With usually 69 pages per review, they are perfect reference tools to take your learning to the next level. Get your free Mojo Academy review in written format at teammojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes for that free link. Again, teammojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes and you will see the link for the free written review. Get yours today.